Coming up, today's guest helps non-technical entrepreneurs go from idea to app store. You'll discover the app blueprint that will take the headache out of building apps, how to accelerate your startup phase, and how he got a company to pay them $40,000 to build an app that is now a part of their portfolio. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. B7dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads and your app revenues. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He's a friend of mine all the way in Singapore now, but as way of Texas. He's a big Rockets fan, so we're super excited. Day of this recording, the NBA is actually going to go restart. But he's helps non-technical entrepreneurs go from idea to app store. And he was a previous guest on my games with entrepreneurs podcast, where he shared a lot of these strategies. I was like, dude, you got to come on to that master's podcast and share these strategies with us. And teaser alert, he actually had a company pay him $40,000 to build an app, which they actually said, F it, Daniel, you manage it. So Daniel got to keep it and want to hear about this app and how they're seeing recurring revenue from this. I think it's a subscription-based app, but I want to learn more about it. So without further ado, his name is Daniel Vasquez. He is the co-founder of Triple E or 3E Development. 3E Development, and you can go check out the website. It's EEE, so triple E dev.com. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. Good to good to talk to you again, man. I'm excited. I'm recording from the new studio and I'm sitting down. I was a little bit nervous about recording while sitting down because I feel like there's not much energy, but I feel like, all right, I could bring the energy. Okay, good. Yeah, man, I noticed that. I mean, <laughs> hey, your, uh, your intro was, was awesome, but I did notice that in our past conversations, you were more animated. Yeah. And you were standing up. I can't yeah, do it. You know what? You, you just see you my crotch if I stand, at, stand up right now. <laughs> yeah, you can stay seated down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's talk about... Actually, let's let's go with the the forty thousand dollar app idea thing that you guys got to build and actually end up keeping. And I want to go into your app blueprint, which really I love your formula because you're very you know you've got a very technical background and you break it down. And I, that formula of how do you go from app idea to actual launch is so key and it's going to save the audience so much money. But let's talk about this forty thousand dollar app project that you got. Yeah. So th this was this was crazy. This is kind of reminds me of that. Um that quote that Steve Jobs says that said at a, like a, a commencement speech was like, you can't connect the dots. I'm going to butcher this. Okay. You can't connect the dots when you're looking in the future, but you can only do it when you're looking back. Yeah. And this is one of those things where, okay, if you're at an event and someone asks you, um, Hey, can I, can I pay you to build your first SaaS product? And then, 
I don't want to be a, I don't want to have to pay to manage it. So can I also be your first customer? Oh, wow. And the answer would be like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. And that's essentially what happened. So we were at an event. Um, we were launching one of our other apps. We were like at sat, I mean, at South by Southwest. Like this was like the big thing, right? Where this is, this is the moment, you know, we've been waiting for, we've been uh, building this app and now we're going to show it to the world. And we're at the event and no one shows up. And so we had partnered with brand, a beverage company because, um, you know, that, that's brand companies need uh, entertainment. They need an experience for their people who are coming to their tasting events or, and we're sitting there and no one's at the event. So we're like crying in our drinks because no one's there. Right. And we noticed that the people that the few people that are there, they're playing with a photo booth. And we're like, dude, what is it with this photo booth? Like people are just gravitated to this thing. And he was like, yeah, but you know, some, we pay for those like for our big events, but we don't do it every time because it's so costly. Um, but it doesn't really help our brand. And so then we started talking through that because I'm like rubbing elbows with decision makers at these beverage companies now. And basically the problem was that they had these events, but they don't have a way to figure out, you know, who showed up and um, you know, they want to create a branded experience. And so that was like the birth of this idea, like, hey, I could use an app. I was like, well, I can build, you know, a photo booth app that captures, you know, emails. And that's how you're going to send them the photos. And we could make, you know, like a, like a Snapchat filter on it that's your brand. So anytime they share it, they're sharing your brand. Mm. And he was like, dang, you can do that? Like, yeah. He's like, well, we wouldn't, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not software people. We would need to, you know, someone to host that. And I'm like, well, I can host it. And that was it. Like, that was how we got them to pay $40,000. Now, we had to build an MVP. And that's kind of where you go to that strategy that I shared with you before is we had to build an MVP and show them the value that then he could then be our cheerleader on the inside of the company because he had to make influence a decision maker within that company and prove to them that this is going to be worth it. And we built an, a, an MVP. We showed them the value that if they deployed these, um, what we call it, we branded it. We created a new brand. It's called Boonie Box, created the software for them. And we said, hey, look, if you, if you take this throughout your whole uh, organization, you could save the company $2 million wow. instead of, buying a photo booth for every or renting a photo booth for every event. Now you have the boonie box. And then that's how we got them to, you know, pay $40,000 for it. Cause when we build it, but now we have the product that we own and now we're, our goal from then on was like, all right, well, how do we find more customers that look like this beverage company? Got it. That's awesome. So they're just kind of like, hey, build the software. We don't want to manage the software, but now we have the software. They probably got the software, like a full license to the software. And did you have to give that like perpetual updates or something like that too? Well, no. So we worked out a deal. It was like, hey, this will last you, you know, this, this much. You'll get this many boonie boxes, which is the kiosk that actually holds the iPad with our app on it. Mm -hmm. So then we, so then we're, this is like a whole nother story because now we're in like a hardware Right now we had to figure out like, well, who's building this hardware for us or are we, can we just buy off the shelf? So anyway, that's a whole nother story, but, 
um, they, we just worked it out to where they were paying for the one year. This would last you one year. Got it. So this comes with the hardware. This comes with the, the, the uh, software, and it's a one-year license. That's so awesome, man. Then we had to, we had to re-up. That's awesome. And I'm assuming you used the same blueprint on that app idea that you're about to share with us. Yeah, well, so at this time, we were um, you know, building you know, several apps for clients and for ourselves. And we were like, hey, we need to be more systematic about it. Let's look back and let's build a blueprint so that we can be more systematic with our approach. And that's the result of the app blueprint or the result was the app blueprint. Okay, let's get to it, man. Because I think we both, because we're in the app space, like everybody comes to us with an app idea and I'm always hesitant to say if it's a good app idea or if it's not, because frankly, I don't know, right? So it's about finding that product market fit. And with your blueprint, we you help us find that product market fit really, really fast and save. I think the most, the best thing that I got out of our earlier conversation was you're going to save a lot on the development cost because people spend a ton of money on development. I know. And, and really, we always start out with, you know, who, identifying your avatar or who's your ideal customer, because it's often overlooked. Like the one thing, there's probably two things that are o- most overlooked. One is what problem are you trying to solve? Like it's not real clear yet what problem, what the problem is. And then it's not real clear on whose problem, who has that problem, who's your ideal customer. And so that's like the first part of the app blueprint is we call it the planning phase. And we go through, you know, identifying your avatar, creating your avatar, um, where do they live? And then it goes into our next strategy, which is, you know, how, once you're, once you're ready to launch, like who's, where do those people live? And where can we find them online? Because um, then we want to like accelerate the launch growth after we build the app and everything. But. Well, Daniel, like I'm sure you hear this too. It's like everybody, that's my avatar, everybody. And so how do you help your clients kind of get a clear picture of who that avatar is? Yeah, so we have this, we have an, an avatar worksheet and it starts out with, you know, finding an image. Like let's let's personalize person, let's let's find a, a person and make this person look real to you and me. Mm-hmm. All right, and so now we're we're looking at one individual. It forces you, right, to look at one person and go, okay, well, what is this? What does this person read? What are they? You know, how old are they? What is their income? Like all these things that make you focus on one person. And then they're like, well, it also works for this person. I'm like, oh, well, that's another worksheet. Print it out or, you know, use this PDF. And it's blank again. And so now after we, after we go through that exercise, they're either one, they're tired of doing it for everyone that they. And so like, all right, let's focus on one. Or you say, okay, well, where, where is the, the, the biggest problem that you have? Like who has that? Who has that? Is it, mm. is it Mark or is it Alice? You know, is it, is it Alice's kid? Like, who is it? And then we, like, it forces them to focus and they go, okay, well, that's our target audience. Like, let's go find 1,000 Alice's. And like, that's, the, so that the, the blueprint like forces you, you know, just that one worksheet forces you to be focused on who you're solving the problem for. Is this a worksheet that we can all have access to? 
Is this a free download that you might have on your website or? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Okay. So, so I wasn't planning on it, but, but it's so valuable because since it's the first step, like if I could help anybody starting out, that's what I would want to give them. Like right. start with square one. Um, so yeah, so here's what we can do. By the time this goes live, you can go to our website and you got to find the logo that's app masters with Steve P young. You gotta find the logo. <laughs> Click on it and it'll take you to download this uh, worksheet. Cool. All right. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I'd love to create a video because I think that's so important. And I think the way you did it was you said, okay, fine. Create another. Here's another worksheet. If you want another person, and then you're right. They're going to get tired with this. All right. So we have our avatar. Then the next step I think you said was, hey, where are they? Where are they? And then what are we trying to do? Okay. Now that we find out where they are, Daniel, like what are we trying to do with where they are? Okay, great. I know. Daniel, he hangs out on Facebook or he does X, Y, and Z. What can I do with that information? Yeah, so, I mean, th this is, I think, where um, you can really scale your launches, right? This is where you can find your first 1,000 customers or first 100 customers is what we say in, in the app blueprint. And th the idea is your audience, like Alice, is already online somewhere. So we need to go, like, you know, interrupt wherever they're, whatever they're doing online and then tell them like, hey, you know, we exist. Our product exists for you to solve this problem that I know that you have. And so I was like, okay, well, let's think about that. Your audience, like we have, I'm, I'm thinking of a Venn diagram in my head, so I'm going to use my hands. Okay. But like if you hold up your left hand, like this is one circle in the Venn diagram. And that's your left hand is where your customers, um, your ideal customer and all of them are in your left hand, okay? So all, there's a bunch of Alice's in your left hand. All right, then you hold up your right hand and Alice is already online doing something. They're already following certain people or they're already in certain groups on Facebook or they're already watching certain videos or playlists or channels on YouTube, right? So who are those people? It's all the people that are in mark, interested in marketing apps are watching Steve P. Young, mm. okay? So Alice likes those apps, or I have an app for Alice, but I know that she's watching Steve P. Young, which is your right hand, on, on, on YouTube, or listening to the podcast, right? They love podcasts. So they listen to the Steve P. Young podcast. So if you bring your hands together uh, with the fingers are interlocked, right? So now that's the, that's the cross section of your audience and Steve P. Young's audience, because you know that those, the Alice goes there that's where you want to be and position your ads. That's where you want to, you know, talk to Alice because you know that there's a bunch of other Alice's listening to Steve P. Young. And so what you want to do with that is you want to build your ads to talk to Alice. And you want to put them in front of every video that Steve P. Young puts on YouTube. Because you can pay, like, YouTube, like, build their system to do that. Right. And so that's, that's, that's basically what we're, what we're teaching is that Venn diagram. We try to teach methods and strategies, but we try to like break it down to something that's not, um, you know, that, that lasts. We try to break it down to something that lasts. So we teach them the concepts and we give them, you know, worksheets to, to go through that that'll last past, you know, YouTube's algorithm once they change it.
<laughs> I like it, dude. And I like how you broke it down to the entire process too. The other thing, you know, I want to make sure we talk about with the features and what features to build too. But one thing that I want to get to, and I hear this a lot from customers, Daniel, or people in the audience, they would say like, they launch an app, they have it out there. And they're like, what else? I can't get any downloads. So do you have a way of like figuring out how to accelerate, how to grow after your launch? How do you accelerate that? What you've called in the past, the startup phase? Yeah, so that, that was that growth startup, like that was our acceleration method, which mm. is those two Venn diagrams. But if we wanted to talk tactics, right, on, okay, after I, after I have an app, you know, how do I manage my product to attract more people? And what we do is we have, what, the way we manage our, our <clears throat> excuse me, the way that we manage our product development, which is like, you know, what features are we adding next? You know, what features do we have in the bank that we want to add? So there's a whole process behind that. that that's what product managers do in, inside organizations. But, you know, some of us, we're, we're indie developers and we got to do this ourselves. And so what we have is a spreadsheet and there's like, there's, um, it, it basically forces you to, to think about all the features in different hat, with different hats on. Mm -hmm. Because the idea is, Everybody needs to chime in on certain features that you want to add and hopefully, and what we do is we make sure that every role or every hat in your, that you have to wear is thinking about virality or like, you know, basically growing your app and like making it more shareable or, or um, growing to new customers and getting new customers. And the other one is usability. Is this app or is this feature going to help? with usability or is it going to make it worse? Is it going to make it harder to use? And so uh, we basically rank each of the features that we have in a list. I'm thinking of a spreadsheet, right? We have a bunch of features that are listed in, the, in each row, but each column is like representing the roles in your company, the hats that you have to wear as an avatar. So on one, one row, it could be like the business development, right? We need to get more customers or we need to get more money in the door. So let's include, let's add this app. Then there's your, your designer's got a row, a column. Your developer has a column. Your um, salesperson has a column or your sales, you know, I need to get more customers. Right? That's what their focus is. But each one of them should have or be thinking about usability and then user growth. Like, is this feature going to help us get more customers? And then they, like the developer has other columns too, like, you know, adding, does this require uh, more rows in the database or a database change or a backend change or, or a front-end change? And what does that mean in terms of time and, and, and money? Because that's also one of the columns that a, a businessman, business development or the, or the CEO has, right? That's you, the founder. You have to be thinking about the money too. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's that's the way we manage is we have a spreadsheet that basically helps us rank features and everybody has to be concerned about usability and user growth and usability got it all right i want to i know you touched upon this too but how do we figure out what features that we absolutely need in that initial product yeah so um for finding out the features that that you absolutely have to have it goes back to that first thing is understanding your avatar and what problem are you trying to solve? So what we do is we rank 
or we list out all the features that we want to have in the app, in the MVP. Or just, just all the features that you want to have in the app, okay? Because the problem is we try to build like the perfect product, yeah. but we learn a lot once we launch it. So the idea is like, hey, let's launch faster by l narrowing down our feature set so that we can learn quicker and adjust quicker, which means we can make more money quicker or make money quicker, right? Because you've invested a lot in building your product and your app, a lot of time. So anyway, what we do is we list all of our features in, in, in a spreadsheet you could do. <laughs> or in a list. Okay, <laughs> I'm a geek, right? I use a lot of the spreadsheets, all right? Um, so you list all your features down. And what you do is you think about the problem. You want to try and you have three buckets that you're trying to fill, right? You want to put, you want to fit each of your features in three buckets. One of those is the problem, right? We have to think about the problem that you're solving. And so you list all your features out and you go, okay, well, what's the, which of these features solves the biggest problem for my customer, the biggest pain? I said problem, but it's pain. Mm -hmm. Which of these features solves the biggest pain for my customer? And then you're like, hey, this one feature does that. And then you're like, oh, what's the next biggest pain? And then we take that and we build it, you know, we, we move it over to the pain bucket. And we can only include one to three pains in the MVP. Like, let's, let's be super focused and targeted on what pain our MVP is solving. So then we're not trying to, you know, appeal to everybody. We're not even trying to appeal to that our avatar with so many different problems that we solve. It makes us focus our message at launch. We're solving this pain for you. And that's what, you know, it, it narrows down the feature set and it narrows and narrows down our messaging. So it helps with marketing and sales, it helps with product development. Do you have an example of a, a client that maybe you guys work with or maybe even this photo booth thing where they came with all these different features that they wanted and going through this app blueprint, they came to find out that, oh, it's only you know feature A, B, and C that they really, really needed because it solved 80% of the pain points. Ooh, that's a good question. Let's think about this for a second. So, I had to think back on where we've used this and where it benefited. Yeah. So we, we made this mistake on our first app. Okay. Sound Robin. All right. Um, we had all these features that we wanted to build. Now Sound Robin is an app that helps make music playlists not suck. Right. So you, you're in a group, you're in a party, this is used in a, in a group setting where you're trying to build a group playlist, but you want everybody's, you know, everybody's... Like a jukebox, in a way. It's, it's a jukebox for your mobile phone. Yeah. Dude, that's exactly what it is. So you, you want to get everybody's, um, you know, con contribution to the playlist. Well, how do you do that? And so... We had a bunch of feature sets that we wanted to include. We're like, oh man, well we could do, um, you know, we could do voting. You know, we could have people vote for, you know, what what playlist they want. We could upvote. We can downvote. We could, um, you know, post online and let people contribute. You know, let people that aren't even attending the party. We could, we could, um, you know, then your like brain starts going like all these things you could do. 
But what's the big problem? The big problem is making the playlist not suck or making your playlist not boring. Mm-hmm. And like, well, what does that? Like, well, what, you know what? All we really need is voting so that everybody sees what's in the jukebox queue. And we just need that voting. Like, let's start with voting and let's, you know what? And then it just so happened that when we were launching, it was during the election time of Obama. And mm-hmm. it was like, dude, let's, you know, let's cue in the voting. Like, hey, you know, vote for your song too. Vote for president, vote for your song. You know, and it was like, so then we like, we built the whole strategy, but we didn't, we wouldn't have that clarity. We wouldn't have that epiphany if we hadn't focused down to like, what's that one big thing that we're solving? Or what's that one feature? And it's voting. I like it. I like it, man. Okay. Sorry. I was kind of looking through <laughs> some of the questions I wanted to talk to you. Okay. So after you have that, you're like, all right, I figured this out. I know that I want just the voting. Here's the big problem. How do you figure out what other features to add? Are you doing a lot of customer surveys or, you know, how do you build on top of your existing core app? Yeah. Um, so there's a few different ways you can do this. And one way that I love, so like I love connecting with you online where we can see each other. And so I gravitate to that. Like I would say, if you're a founder, go with whatever mode of communication that gravitates to you or that you gravitate to. But what I love to do is anytime I get a a reply or an email from a customer, I'm like, hey, let's jump on a call, let's chat about this. So I'm like doing customer interviews any chance I can get. Because that, if I can understand what Alice's problem is, if I can understand what Steve's problem is better, they're going to give me a cue on what features I need to add. And, it, and actually, Sound Robin was one of those. It was like, hey, um, we found out that people were willing to pay a lot of money because they were this lady that I was interviewing was wanting to use the, our app at her wedding. And I was like, what? You want to use an app to be the music for your wedding? That's amazing. I wasn't even building it for you. But guess what? Like, so, so then I'm like, I'm thinking about pricing too. Because if, if I'm the alternative DJ, like how much are you willing to pay for a DJ? You know, thousands maybe. Right. Or $1,000. Maybe 500 even. So I'm like, well, what's the alternative? Dude, I could pay, you know, you'd be willing to pay $20. Like how much, Alice? So I'm in the interview and I'm like, what? I, I just realized this and we're talking about, oh, that's awesome. You want to use it for the wedding? Well, how much, you know, how much would you pay for that? And I would pay 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So then like they're helping me develop the strategy and the pricing and new features, right? So that's how we manage the, the new features going forward is we try to get it from our customers themselves. So there's a few ways you can do that. I love to do interviews and it sounds crazy because a lot of people, I mean, when's the last time you had an interview with a founder of an app? Like you just, yeah. it just, it's so rare. And so when I sent that, Hey, would you like to chat? I'm like what? What? Yeah. Like usually they're kind of like behind a black box, right? You don't know who they are. And so if you're talking to somebody from, so anyway, I love to do that. The other way is if you're, if you don't want to talk to them, you can, you know, I've seen surveys, yeah. you know, but th- that's kind of, you know, there's pros and cons with that. 
um, looking at reviews, like I would focus on three and four star reviews, or two and three star reviews, two to four stars, like ignore the outliers. Ignore the one stars because they're just going to hate on you. Ignore the five stars. Be, well, don't ignore them. Like, that's awesome. Communicate to them, but they're not helping you develop your product going forward. They've told you, like, you're doing good so far. So we focus on that three to five star, and we review them. And, and actually, on our MVPs, like, when we get a three to five star or three to four star on our MVPs, we're like, hey, this is helping us develop. We, we have, like, the optimistic approach, and maybe every entrepreneur does. Yeah. You have to be. But we focus on that three to five, three to three and four stars because that's where the, that's where the value is for us to develop new features in the forward going forward. So those are a few ways. I love the customer interviews. I think it's so powerful because I think you're really unlike surveys where it's just some written response. You get to judge the excitement level, which you would not get through just words. If I know when I was building apps, like I'd be like this feature does this, like one of my, old camera phones, the, I was building a better camera app. It's all gesture based. And I was like, look, if you shake the camera or if you shake your phone, it'll just flip. Right. So you don't have to like look for the button. We all want to take selfies anyways. And like, dude, that's cool. And you can see it immediately. Whereas everything else I was showing them, they're kind of like, eh, eh, eh. but then the engaging that, Oh, you do this. Like, Oh, Whoa, that's cool. So you get to really get a sense of what's cool rather than being like, would you rate this five stars or four stars? You know, how cool would you rate this? Because that will only tell you so much. But when, they, when you tell them a feature and they, get, they have that excitement in their eyes and their voice, that's where you know you've got something there. Yes, and I'll give you another example. It was like, yeah. it was a total pivot for us. I wouldn't say pivot. It was just like, oh my gosh, we need to change everything we're saying online. We need to change everything we're, we're saying on our app store marketing images. And then what happened was, so we built Boonie Box, right? Which is this photo booth app. That's so yours, Boonie Box. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. I got to check that out. Yeah, if you we'll go to booniebox.com, that's like the, the marketing product. So we're, this is a marketing tool. B-O-O-N-Y? Yeah, man, I need to work on it. It's B-U-N-I-B-O-X. B-O-X. Okay, booniebox.com. Okay, I got it. Love it. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're, we're talking with one of our customers at this time. Um, it was Austin Eastsiders. Okay, they're using our photo booth, or they're using Boonie Box. And I'm, I'm interviewing him because he, he needs to re-up. It's, you know, a new yearly subscription is coming up or a new monthly. We need to decide what he wants to do. And so, so we need to have that conversation. Well, I'm like, hey, man, well, tell me about the app. You know, how's it going? Like, what's more important to you? So after this conversation where, I, where I'm asking a series of questions, but I get down to this, and this is where I have an epiphany. I'm like, well, what's more important to you? Because he wants to get new images on the front, on the, on the kiosk, right? He, he's got a new product that they're going to promote, a new beverage that they just created. I'm like, well, what's more important to you? What, what's more wow to you? Is it the kiosk or is it the app? And as an app guy, I want him to say the app. Right. But he tells me it's the kiosk. And I'm like, holy, the whole, if you go to our website today, like we're talking about the value of the whole thing, but I'm not drilling down on like the real hard benefits or value that the kiosk brings. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, we need to go back and just highlight the kiosk. And so I wouldn't have had that epiphany. And so like, that's our strategy now is like, we need to go and change our video. Like if you go to like doing the free trial, it's all about the software. Yeah. And I need, yeah. to, I need to like, I need to create a new video that talks about the hardware that talks about the kiosk. And you won't know that. I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have done those customer interviews. So yeah. I like that. Man. Like it. Hey, I want to end with this, Daniel. And this is, I mean, I get this question so often and it's no matter how much content I create, the question is so consistent. I've got an app. I can't get any downloads. What do I do next? And I'll give you my take and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. And I always feel like, Look, it takes a long time. You think like my podcast popped after one podcast interview or after 10 or after even 20, or do you think the YouTube channel popped after like 20 videos? Like it just takes time. And sometimes I feel like, and I think using your app blueprint, it'll save you money on cost. But sometimes it's, you need to iterate or you need to find a new idea. Maybe your idea sucks. Like sometimes you just have to move on from an idea and continue building, learn from it, learn from what happened, but then move on and build another product or make more products. You know, we go back to all these things where like Crossy Road, this wasn't their first app that they launched. David Reichelt says it was his 40th app that he launched as, as Color Switch. And then even Rovio, everybody knows this with the Angry Birds, it's like their 51st. It's like, it takes time, man. Like, and I don't know how else to answer it other than that. It's a shitty answer because it's not giving you any tactically that you can use. But at the same time, I feel like it's so true. It's a macro level type of strategy. Yeah, I, I think, so yeah, it takes time, but you also have to be strategic on how you're going to accept this information, right? And how you're gonna, how you're gonna manage this information. So what we do, I mean, yeah. What do you, you mean by that? Clear, what's that? What do you mean by that? Well, so you, what we like to do is, is, is have data drive our decisions sure right to, to to get away from just the hunch and to like have data and proof that leads us to the next decision and so it makes those times where you're like i just need time well actually what you're doing or what you should be doing is gathering data in that time so then you can use it to analyze and make a an, an informed decision and use data to help you make that decision and so that's why I like, I mean, that's why I gravitated to your podcast at the beginning is because dude, you were all about looking at the data to help you make those decisions because in times where you can't interview everybody, or maybe that's not what your, your MO is, you're going to have to use information right. to make your decision. I mean, you should be, and that's what I mean by strategy is use data to help you make those decisions and how you gather that data can be different. You can be doing interviews. You could be looking at um, you know, app store reviews, or you could be making a dashboard. If you're like a super, if you're the programmer, make a dashboard that's looking in the database for every trigger that your customer's making in the app. And then find out like, what is, what are the steps that they took to lead them to the, to like the value of getting the value of the app and then figure out like, okay, well, more people are doing this. So let's build feature set and let's remove these other things or let's design our tutorial to be different. 
and lead us, like let, have data lead. So that's what I mean by that. Is I got it. Have you know have a strategy so that when you when you pivot, it's not so hard. It's like oh, this is natural. The data, the people are telling me, the customers are telling me where I need to go. Yeah, you know, I almost feel like it's game developers that are asking the questions the most. Where it's like I have this game, I launch this game, and they're developers, so they know how to code, so they know how to put it in the store. They don't know how to grow it, and so I guess the data from there would be to look at your retention rate, you know, get a hundred people, get a thousand, if you can get a thousand people, get a thousand people, but at least get a hundred people into the, the, the game and see what they're doing. And if your data says that you're not getting the retention rate that you need, and I created this video. I was like, look, Voodoo to get a pub, game published on Voodoo, you need at least a 50, I think it was 30 to 50% retention rate. And then, you know, they have these numbers that you got to hit and to go through their process, they don't even care, Daniel, if you have monetization when you come to them. Like, I don't even need color. I don't need anything. I need a simple gameplay, your core gameplay. And then we're going to soft launch it on their end. They, get, they keep it on your account. They just want to see what that retention rate is. And if it meets their benchmarks, their minimum threshold, then they'll publish the game. If it doesn't, they say no, no. And so it's, it's almost like you got to spend a little bit to get some of that data in. And if it doesn't hit those benchmarks, maybe you got to move on too. Yeah, I mean, what I would try to do, yeah, it's, it's a tough decision to make and, and like figuring out like, am I going to, you know, do I want to continue this or am I going to, if am I going to adjust and pivot to who I'm, who I'm using it for? Like now, you know, like for Sound Robin, it was like, oh, I want to, you know, anybody who's partying with their friends can <laughs> use this app. Right. But now it's like, oh, well, look, I need to just target, you know, maybe I just need to adjust my messaging. Maybe I need to adjust my feature set to target brides, right? People who are about to get married, like that's who I want to target. So then, you know, I may want to change the colors of my app. I may want to, um, you know, and so now I have like a whole different mindset of who I'm going. So it's just an adjustment maybe. But yeah, the, the, the tough decision is like, all right, is this, is this telling me that no one wants my app? Yeah. That, you know, maybe I'm not differentiating myself enough so that I'm not, you know, peeking through all the, all the other apps that are out there. I'm not, I'm not differentiating myself. I'm not showing any new value or extra value from my customers. And yeah, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. I mean, I just looked it up. Yeah, it is, it is 50% for day one. So it's like, you know, as long as you have that prototype, it is 50% day one retention. If you don't have that, you know, sometimes it's just like, you're going to sort of have to move on because they're not going to, they're not going to look at it either. Cool, brother. Hey, is there, and then it's 20%, over 20% day seven. So it's like, these are some numbers that you got to hit, some benchmarks. Yeah, there's a, there's a few metrics that we, you know, we, we are teaching our uh, people that go through our workshop mm -hmm. that they have to be tracking or that we recommend you tracking. And so we, you know, we listen to different podcasts, we listen to venture capitalists, and we've mentioned to like pitch sessions to try and distill down, like, what are the, metrics that you should be tracking so that whenever you are you know well for one managing your business or managing your app like a business like a like a startup you know that you should be tracking and then two if you're like ever get into an elevator pit an elevator with a venture capitalist who's like interested in investing that you know you have these in your back pocket and so there's like there's six of them that we recommend um but one of those is that um you know, lifetime value or, or um, churn. Churn is probably closest to what you're talking about. Is like yeah. 
these people, these people get in and then they get out. Yeah. I love it, brother. Anything I miss that you want to make sure we cover? Um, no, I don't, I mean, uh, let's see if, if I could, if I could just say anything that, um, that I've learned throughout all this is just take that massive imperfect action. Cause like I said, like, like Steve Jobs said that you can't connect the dots in the future. You can only connect it looking back, but we wouldn't have guessed where we would be today. If we hadn't have built our first app, if we hadn't like taken that imperfect action and just got it out there. Um, so th that's what I would say. And then, um, Daniel, we still have to hit the big finish. So I hope you're not like, <laughs> give me some teasers out. Well, Daniel, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app we should definitely check out. All right. One app that you should definitely check out. It's kind of changed the game for us. It's Canva. It's like canvas without an S. <clears throat> it's made us look like design geniuses. <laughs> and, and they're helping you with like, they, they're creating with new templates all the time. It's like free. So, like, I don't think I've ever paid them anything. Well, so the only reason I think you would want to pay is if you're, if you're wanting to use trans, transparent backgrounds. Mm. Like we've even, used, we've even used it to like play with um, app logos, right? We're, cool. we're testing an app right now that's not in the US. So we're testing it outside. And we've changed the logo. And, we, and we're just like trying to see like color changes or, or um, you know, icon changes, like just, just the, the image that's in the icon. And you can do that as long as you, know, you can create your own size of templates. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's like what, 2,400 by 2,400. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got the square and you can just play with app icons. It's so, it's so crazy. Like you can get so much value from it. Even $10 a month is worth it. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? I think that take massive imperfect action. Like don't wait for it to be perfect. Just get out there, start with the end in mind take action so that like you mentioned before, as long as you're measuring, you can adjust, you know where to adjust. So th that's what I would say. Take okay. massive imperfect action. What are you working on next? I see that you're, you're working on an app next. There's an app. Yeah. So we're, we're building, um, a new app, uh, called grid Kings that we're going through. We went through the app blueprint process. We launched it and now we're learning like, it's got, I think it's got three stars now on the next nice, man. So it's like, well, so now it's like, this is exactly what we want, right? This is what we're looking for. Where did we go wrong? We know this is the, this is the actual strategy, right? We're, we're not looking for the perfect launch. It'd be awesome. But now that we know it's out there, let's take that and adjust. Let's add in, you know, right now they're wanting to pick their own squares in the game. So, Hey, we need to build that feature. We've seen a consistent, uh, feedback that our customers want to pick their own squares. So anyway, it's, it's a way to, to, to bet on a football game. So that's what squares is and uh, a way to manage that. So yeah, oh, that, cool, dude. So that's one thing. That's is it one just like the squares on. that we used to play? Like we print out something? Dude, yes. You print it out and that's the problem, right? So yeah, yeah that's it. So, so we're building that app to help manage squares. I mean, there's a lot of problems that you have for managing squares. So the idea is that this app solves like the top three challenges that you have. Oh, interesting, dude. I like this.
I like this. Oh, well, it's called Grid Kings, and I'm going to link that into the the show notes as well. But yeah, it's like yeah. for Super Bowl, we always do this, right? Like it's you have these squares, you buy up squares, and it's randomly placed, and you get to know. But I guess now you can do it all through the app, and we can watch, we can do it virtually as well. Yeah, and you can do it every. The, the idea is that it so you it kind of brings that extra excitement to every game. Like now you don't have to wait for the Super Bowl. You can do it every game. The reason you wait is because it's a pain in the ass. Yes. You're like, I only want to do this once and then forget about it because of that, like for a whole year, because it was such a pain. By the time you do it again, you're like, oh, I forgot how big of a pain that really was. Um, so anyway, we're, we're launching that app, but um, what we're doing and what our plan is, so we built a workshop to help people through the app blueprint workshop, but we're trying to create content on YouTube and uh, with our co-founders, my, my two other brothers, to walk people through how we did the blueprint for Grid Kings. Mm. So it's kind of like a live, you know, watch us do it, watch us live it, and, um, and what we're going to, you know, what we end up doing with Grid Kings. So it's pretty cool. I love it, man. So, so I'm going to link I'm your, I'm going to link the YouTube channel as well into the show notes. And if you guys are interested in working with Daniel and his team, go through that black, that app blueprint, go check out triple E. So eeedev.com. That is the website. Daniel, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, say thank you for coming on. Do you want to send them anywhere else? Well, yeah. So I would say, remember, we, and if you go to our website, look for that app masters with Steve P young, look for that logo, click on it because that, that will get you that first worksheet of the avatar. I love it. Um, but if you want to connect with me directly, I would say, uh, go to LinkedIn, um, you know, reach out to me if, if you want, uh, just to say hello, I would love that. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram uh, we're starting, I'm starting to kind of, uh, reach out there. So I would love to start, uh, connecting with you on, on Instagram. Cool. I want to link up Daniel's name to his Instagram profile so you could find him there and just DM him or reach out to him and say thank you for coming on. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on back on and doing this, man. Yeah, man. Always love it. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.